for the oh, get up! It's loose! Some away. Plenty of leg. Good! It's football time in the bluegrass. You're listening to the KSR Football Podcast. It's not stone cold. It's rash. And yes, it's broken glass because I I broke the podcast. I did. This is me issuing my formal apology because I did something I haven't done since the first podcast. I made a goof, and so what you are about to hear, I, I, I really I really am beat up about this. Feel free to beat me up on Twitter, at Roush KSR. Blame me as much as you would like, um, but I, I'm, don't worry. You can make fun of me and call me as many names as you want. I've called myself worse. I was really angry because it is we, we got back in our rhythm today. Um, in our football podcasting rhythm. It was great, but my big, stupid, dumb butt uh, messed up, hit the wrong button, and it sounds like crap. And so I, I've done my best to fix it. Um, please, please tolerate it. If you if you cannot tolerate it because the wires are hitting against a, another microphone, if, if it's too bad for you, I just... You have my sincerest apology. There's an alternative. You can listen to the 11 Personnel podcast where we really talked about, really broke down Toledo's game. A little fewer laughs, um, not as many stories um, from Austin McGinnis, but I just, I, I, I sincerely apologize. Um, but please give me a little bit of leeway. After all, it is still the preseason. Um, but we will be back better than ever next week. I will make sure everything is plugged in. We will be distraction-free. We will be on our A game right after the Cats. Knock those rockets right out of the sky. Still, hope you enjoy it. And uh, God bless you all. God bless your souls for putting up with me, this big idiot. Luckily, preseason's over. We're moving past it. Cats are beating Toledo. Folks, it's game week. The Cats are playing the Rockets. And we're here, fired up, ready to roll at KS Bar and Grill before the Cats take on Toledo Saturday noon at Kroger Field. Austin McGinnis, can you feel the football in you? I'm, I'm a little nervous, you know. I got that animosity in me just knowing that it's game you, you just hate Rockets this week. You're ready to shoot them down out of the sky. Yeah, I'm RPG in every Rocket I see this week. Drew Franklin, how are you doing this afternoon? Well, a week ago, we talked about how excited I am for football. That has not changed. In fact, it's magnified. I'd say at least times 10 what it was last week. Times 10? You know, we got the depth chart out to talk about. Yeah. Down. I've done some Toledo research. I've driven by Commonwealth Stadium and seen the trailers. Whoa, whoa, Croverfield. Kroger. Whoa, excuse me, Croverfield. Apologies to Kroger. I know that naming right costs you a lot. But it's, it's, it's finally time. Just a few more days, and I cannot wait. Me neither. I really can't. It feels like... Um, you know, Mark Stoops, never a big fan of talking season, and it feels like this one 
it was doing really like we were just chugging right along and then a week before the game it's been dragging on at a snail space um i just i just want to get there because i haven't had enough to celebrate it's not like one of my friends got engaged or anything like that oh yeah who did that yeah losers who did it oh yeah yeah <laughs> congrats by the way that's what i did last weekend yeah pretty you picked a good weekend to do it really built well, up all of your your points yeah. before football season <laughs> and if i didn't do it last weekend it would have been uh, april because or you could have done it at kroger field that's true uh she would have with, with, killed me um, you could have tried out the new skyline and then popped his question yeah i don't know if she's big on the uh do it in front of thirty thousand people but yeah knocked that out last weekend got it done that way, he, she can't say anything about my gambling habits this coming weekend. Yeah, you're she's in the clear accepted. for at least six weeks. She can't say anything about how much I'm going to put on college football on Saturday. <laughs> We're good to go. Good to go. Anything bad happens, you just tap on that ring finger. Yeah. You look, and she'll look down at it. Okay, he likes me. Now, I still got to keep her to signing day. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I got to keep recruiting her. Yeah. Uh, Definitely. Don't want the you know more prestigious programs coming in and bring her in for a visit because we all know I would lose out to the Alabama's of the world. Uh, but yeah, uh, as of right now, I still have a yes, things are still really good. Young Vince Mero over here, getting convinced. Well, and we were kind of joking before you got here, Austin, that uh, the KSR crew, we have followed Mark Stoops and Vince Mero's mm-hmm. recruiting philosophy, all going after Ohio guys. Wow. Yeah. I was just telling Nick, Vince texted me and said, congratulations on your engagement. And my response was that I actually copied his recruiting model and went north of the river for some good talent. Yeah, and love he, he said, make sure nobody tries to flip him. And I said, I'm going to keep recruiting to sign him. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I have an Ohio uh, gal, and so does uh, Matthew Harper-Jones. So yeah. we've really invested heavily in Ohio. And you know what? I don't know why more people don't head north. You got to. I, it worked out for the three of us. Yeah, it, it certainly did. And uh, they luckily, they're, they're very understanding of it. They know that football is a holy time that the next few weekends we are going to be crazy people uh, starting at like waking up at you know, like 6 30 7 a.m yeah. saturday morning uh, our pregame show starts at eight uh, when i get up at seven that's probably not going to go well in the household yeah like i said already already got that take care of last week so have to deal with it. exactly uh in the pregame show is at the ks bar it's right? at ks bar yeah. come join us ks bar will not be open at eight which is pretty fun right? our, <laughs> we're going to do the pregame well, show well we're doing it outside okay but um, our poor kitchen staff is already going to have to work around the clock the last thing we need to do is come in even earlier for those listening that plan on coming, KS Bar will open at 9. Pre-game show will be going on outside on the sidewalk at 8. If you're going to come in for And there's a, there's a few new uh, additions to game day this year. Uh, I know that the student section, they have moved it. So it, not the student section, but the actual entrance is that instead of being right there on Talbot Todd Way, they're not going to be getting in your way to go to the catwalk anymore. I believe they're now at gate 1. Um, students, if you're listening, just go exactly what gate it is but you're no longer in that end zone so you aren't getting in people's way at the catwalk um, and then they've added some concessions Austin again yeah I saw that a lot of good stuff so are you uh, um, yeah I was I go at halftime and get some okay is that what you're trying to ask? no no I'm trying to ask of the three new ones um, you've got to love one marry one kill one skyline bourbon and Toulouse chick-fil-a it's gonna be a little out of left field, but I'm gonna I'm gonna marry Bourbon and Toulouse. Okay. What am I getting intimate with another? No, you, you know, you're gonna love it. Get, you're gonna love it. Just love you're it. You're gonna love it. Yes. 
Yeah, I'll like kill yes. it. Okay, and then you're gonna kill Skyline? Kill Skyline. Shoot into the moon. Before it kills me when I put it in my body, that poisonous food. You know, I'm kidding. Shout out to Skyline. <laughs> I'm pro Skyline, big fan actually. I've gone a lot now that's been in Lexington. I never really had it before it came to Lexington, so I'm not a really type of person. Big fan. But if I add a college football game, I don't know that I want it. I mean, a chili cheese dog is tasty. Like the, the little conies, but I don't know. I, I think it's right on par though with people drinking. It's a very. People not like drinking. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. common people. Folk. Beforehand. Yeah, that's yeah. not. I, I'll say it. Sometimes I have to go to the bathroom pretty soon after eating it, and I don't know. At a UK football game is where I want to do that. See, Skyline. That, that's why he pick, picking bourbon and blues to marry is the right idea because the various options, very tasty, very scrumptious. Um, whereas Chick Fil A, just good to, to have around, but it's not there for you on Sunday. So you know, when it's not always there for you, you know, it's kind of like your side check. And speaking of the bathrooms at Collingwood. A while back, we got the reno to the stadium. Yep. So I'm thinking, these are probably going to be so nice, everything's going to be brand new, and then you know, I go to like a normal bathroom. And, like, what did they upgrade? <laughs> There's <laughs> troughs. They like, did not upgrade anything. Yeah, what did they put new tin in on the, you know? I don't know. That's the, that's uh, the upgrade of the troughs. toilet paper. It's a different ply. Ah, there two, it is. Two ply now? Yeah, two ply. They, they've replied the toilet paper. Yeah. They have. <laughs> um, Dwight shrewded it. <laughs> yes, they've Dwight shrewded it. Um, but so some changes coming to game day, um, but most of the you know they're still going to be doing the cap rock two and a half hours before kickoff. We have the big drum. When does that come into play? I, I guess before the game they're going to get right. somebody. I thought to, it might have been like a between quarters kind of thing. I don't. Yeah, I just I I'm very anti big drum because like there's two other schools that really one make, is a rival. Yeah, that well, actually comes to Kentucky. Exactly, like they make it Missouri and Purdue. That's both of their like calling cards. So it's like. Do we really need a drum to Yeah. When whoever Joe Blow, former player, comes up to bang that drum, I'm going to be cheering in the press box. There's no cheering in the press box, but I think we can cheer for a big blue drum. Is this I, something new? This is yeah, brand just, new for the spring game. It's just a big drum, like exactly what you're imagining. Okay. It maybe and as a large as that TV. Have a celebrity. Might even be you one week. Come maybe out and a couple times. It's, it's like they in Seattle, but theirs is really cool because you're like up above one of the uprights and you're like kind of on a balcony. Yeah, this one, I think they just roll it's it out. Sentiment, the 12 man. See, we need to get you banging the, the, the drum. I, you know, oh, I got an we'll idea. I got an idea. I'll get everyone hyped. Whatever their beat is, say it's you know, five just hits, they line up five footballs yes. and he kicks them into the drums. Oh! Oh! Love that. Yes! Yes! Tired of helping you, Kmart. Yeah, yeah. can we just. Let, let's. I'm, I'm writing that I'm down. Send them an invoice. <laughs> they, they, you've earned it because that is. That is a sports center kind of idea too. That's not just like a. Yeah, that's th a good one. That is a fantastic it's idea. Too late to change it from a drum. Like you just point out, two other programs have it. I almost wish they'd gone with a gi another instrument, like a gigantic tuba, harmonica. Yeah, no, imagine the trumpet. Or like a really like long, a, the horse races. Imagine like a yeah. twenty-foot flute, and someone's blowing on the end. But then like five different people are covering up the little hole, the holes to make the noise. I like that. I like where your head's at. <laughs> the world's largest flute. <laughs> have a Stoops giant saxophone. Blows on it, and then the rest of the coaches have to operate the holes. You got to get on a ladder to blow yeah. into the saxophone. Cool ideas. Great ideas. Um, now I, I think the best idea so far going into week one is Terry Wilson's new shoes from True Blue Customs that scooped Drew Franklin over here 
Had the exclusive. Uh, Scoop Drew. Scoop, blah, blah, blah. Scoop Drew Franklin's having a hard time keeping that secret. I've, I've known about that one for almost two months. And, you and just, finally, I was like, "Hey, guys, the game's in four days. I'm putting this up." It's pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah. But you reached out to who on that? Was that like? I can't reveal my sources, project. but I've talked to Terry and True Blue. What's a what's the project? What's Billy's last name? I Hobbs. Billy Hobbs. There we go. I kept wanting to call him Billy Hobbs. Yeah. Different people. Uh, Billy Hobbs, very talented. I, I didn't include this in my story, but Terry had a couple of good ideas. I'm pretty sure, I didn't want to make this official in, in words and people can hold me to it. I'm pretty sure he wanted to auction them off and then give that money to the phone and the NCAA stuff. Well, because that's what the NCAA does. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not positive on that, but I feel comfortable enough in saying it on this podcast that he was going to go that route. He's still weighing some other options. He might just give them to Jared's son. I don't want to speak to what he's actually doing, but I know there's a couple of different things he's considering. That sounds like that would be. I'm going to test shoe terriers. It's like goals. Like, I want to be able to grow into a 13 yeah. to be able to wear these shoes one day. And as of last week, he said he was wearing them against Toledo. But they didn't announce Jerry Lorenzen Day on what, Thursday? Yeah, so maybe. I guess uh, in theory, he could decide to wait. But the plan, as far as I know, is to wear them Saturday. Yeah, he can wear them Saturday. And then maybe bust them back season. out for the yeah. uh, Arkansas game. Yeah. Anyway, they're very cool for those who haven't seen them. We're custom. Like, you should have. Austin, did you ever think about doing like a custom right shoe? Just the right one. Well, like you're the, like I the wore golden two shoe. Opposite shoes, but no, I never try to draw like, attention to myself. I just wanted to come in and do my job, but just going to what? Well, get your ones I mean, Mine as well. Yeah. No one. So what was it like? A blue and a white shoe? Did did it matter, or was it, it more a soccer cleat? Is, is it your plant shoe and your booming yeah. shoe? Yeah, I had one football cleat on my plant foot and then a soccer cleat on my. Okay, that's smart. Yeah, it gives you a little extra stability. It seemed to work very well for you. It did. It helps. Okay, so I have a, this is a, something we're going to learn about Toledo. Fun facts about Toledo. So they've, they're they working in a brand new kicker. Okay. In fact, on their depth chart, they actually have an oar. If you flip to this page right here, Austin, they have an oar next to kicker, which I have not seen that before. But they have an oar next to the freshman kicker or a sophomore guy that they're going to be trotting out there. Kicker oar, that is new. Yes, that is very rare. So, Austin, for... First time kickers. This, unlike previous years, Chance Poor actually got a chance to kick in four games before trotting out for the first time. What was what was it like your first time knowing that okay, I've, I've been here a year, but now it's my turn to be the, the full time starting kicker. Well, I think there's just a huge difference between high school football and college football. So any position, no matter the position, if you have a freshman that's there, their first play of the game, it's going to be nerve wracking, and then kicker. Everyone's only watching the kicker, and it's very cut and dry whether you did your job or you didn't do your job. So you can't just blend in like an offensive line. Exactly, you can't. You know, maybe you got beat on one play, and then your nerves settle down. And you're, so you're just more exposed as a kicker. But that's a good thing for us. I mean, they're not getting their three points, and we are. That's gonna be a good thing. Especially like you, you feel like in their case, if they're in like about forty yard range, they're just gonna go for it. That they're going to play to go for it. Which can be good and bad. <clears throat> yeah, and sometimes it was Especially good for UK last year. school because that can give them confidence. You know, they're the fourth down. Or you can stuff them. In, or exactly. And then it gets out of hand. Oh, uh, yes. Vanderbilt last year. Take the over. I was going to save this for later in the podcast. It's the one thing on my topics list. But while we're talking kickers, mm-hmm. uh, the other night I watched 
from the South Carolina game, the special teams unit dance. I, it's a 40-second video. I think I watched it for a total of two hours on repeat. <laughs> then it hit me. The guy in the in the front of the pack is Austin McGinnis. Leading the and crew. We, I don't think we've ever asked you about that. Yeah, moment. we haven't. Did you know they were going crazy behind you? Because you're placing the ball on the tee. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. J.D. Harmon <laughs> yes. and who else was out there? Like did, uh, did you, Ashley Lowry. Did you have a feeling that the crowd was cheering because of that, or did you think the crowd was cheering because you were placing the ball so <laughs> No, no, no. I knew, I knew that those dudes liked to dance and get hyped. And, like, that game, I can remember that South Carolina game like, specifically because that was, like, when we were trying to break out yeah. as a program. Hadn't had a big win yet. Hadn't, yeah, hadn't really had a big win. We got the chrome helmets. It's nighttime. All black, black, too. Unis. Very yeah. swag, yeah. I think that was the first night with chrome helmets, too, ever. Now they've worn them several times since then. I think, I think right. they broke them out that yeah, that was a big win for us. That kind of started us beating South Carolina. Ever since, I don't think we've lost a win. But also, but that particular moment when you turned around, you just like, what are they doing? I was like, what am I doing? Like, I'm trying to get, like, I was young, so I was yeah. trying to get their attention to yeah, tell you, them what the play is. <laughs> it's not working. No one's looking at me. I'm like, all right, well, just let it rip. I was about to say, so what was the play? Is it like, because on NCAA, it's always like, kick off middle. Right. Yeah, basically, basically you're telling them which way we're going, and if they have a specific returner, then we might be kicking away from them. Gotcha. Yeah, but I don't, I mean, like I said, I was like a freshman there, Richard, freshman, so <laughs> I don't really know what I'm doing. I also there. thought the, the image of you and them behind you, like you're facing away from them. Yeah. Is there anyone in the world you wouldn't have fought at that moment with them behind you going that crazy? Like, <laughs> no, would you just no walk chance. into an alley and take on all comers knowing you have those ten behind you losing their minds? There is no doubt in my mind that they're going to make the tackle. <laughs> that wasn't even a question. Oh, man. Oh, that was a great game. And I think that was probably when we... I think that was I after JoJo Todd. the field after that game. Yeah, yeah. JoJo played a huge role in that JoJo game. JoJo was, like, dead. Yeah. That was Patrick Tolles. Mm-hmm. Ryan Timmons had a big touchdown that game. The, uh, the tip by Mike Douglas to yes. Bud Dupree sealed the game. And I forgot, I, I, I could have sworn Jake Bentley was the quarterback for the game, but it was actually <laughs> a guy named Connor Mitch, who is also just yeah. like the most generic quarterback generated name And ever. the tip, because I went back and watched almost the whole game, I kind of forgotten Kentucky just scored to tie it with two and a half minutes left. So we're all thinking, just get a stop. We go to overtime. Yeah. The thought of a defensive touchdown with two minutes never entered anyone's mind. No, that not was at all. So there's a like game changing play too, where mm-hmm. like you got a turnover and score, and so that was a big deal. Yeah, that was awesome. Oh, yeah, what a, what just in watching that, I knew I wanted to ask you about it because said they were all losing their mind and you're just up there. You, I didn't even know if you had a clue what was going on behind you. The crowd I didn't even know until I turned around because <laughs> yeah. we had just scored. Because the just, crowd gets louder than it normally would in that situation. It kind of died down a little bit from the touchdown mm-hmm. and then it picked right back up. Well, I they thought, had the music blaring too. Yeah. So, I mean, and that was, the, that was the start of Grove Street. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, I mean, that was, was. That's when you know it's a big game is whenever like you just naturally start something. that Like Grove Street Party, that song is – it was – Relatively new, but it wasn't that new if it was playing at Commonwealth Stadium. Like, they aren't playing just the latest hits. So, for that song to have it, the lasting impact, I mean, Drew's going to be getting Snapchats at Grove Street Party for the next 20 years of his life. And now that I've said that, people listening to this on the way to the stadium Saturday are, are just going to start Snapchatting Drew. <laughs> just, just do it. I'm so, you're, you're welcome. That was one of the best atmospheres in Commonwealth Stadium, too. That was like sure. People always ask me, like, what's the best stadium you played at and the best atmosphere? And it all depends on how close the game is because 
we went to Baton Rouge and it was a night game. Sick stadium, sick atmosphere. They got the place packed, but we're getting blown out. Yeah, in the a second lot of people quarter. might have left at halftime. Well, it's just like, well, this game sucks. I don't like it here. Like, and same thing with kind of like Alabama. Like, it's cool. It's a big stadium. It seems like very professional. They got jumbotrons in every corner of this right. stadium. But it's like my favorite places to play was like South Carolina. Yeah. And then, and then some of those close, like the close Florida game, South Carolina at home. Beating Tennessee was a big deal, but like last year the Georgia game was a great atmosphere, but then it kind of tailed off because they kind of they were awesome. We started to realize that we had no reason to be excited. Yeah, yeah. So we had some ways to go. (laughs) Yeah, their players were just a little. We were reminded rather quickly that we're not quite there yet. Man, and even though the bowl game atmosphere was pretty cool, and that it was a split stadium. In that, like, I even had like friends who were trying to bet on who had more fans in the crowd, and, you know, and it's basically just Louisville fans talking trash, Kentucky fans, and it really was about as close to 50-50 as you can get. There might have been you're talking about. Yeah, and and to have, and it was a back and forth kind of game too, where Kentucky would take over for like a quarter, and then Penn State would come roaring back, and then Kentucky. So like, to have that kind of shift going back and forth, and. It was really, it was really cool. That that was a, a great answer for me. It reminded me of the old basketball games in Indiana. You played split the arena. Yeah, back to like yeah, they go Freedom Hall to like the Hoosier yeah. Dome and, and stuff. And it would be right down the middle. One year I sat on the oh. aisle across from Indiana. <laughs> Where it split. So you can like my awesome. right ear, you know, this play would happen. This my right ear would get all the noise, and the left would get the other. Pretty awesome. James um, Franklin was probably playing injured player. Isn't isn't he getting sued? Yeah. For, the doctor, team doctors said that he would like pressure him into changing player status so they'd be able to play. And kind the of doctor like, was like, this guy's injured, tell him no. He's like, like when Trace McSorley broke his foot, didn't break his foot, that yeah. kind of thing. But the doctor complained to the university and said the university investigating, they fired the doctor. So he's now suing because of that. I would sue their pants off. Not too. shocked James Franklin did something sketchy. Yeah. yeah. No, who would have thought? Who would have thought? Uh, one other special teams thing I wanted to bring up that. I just like thought it was really interesting. Toledo last year blocked seven kicks, wow. kick slash punts, tied for first in the NCAA with a couple other teams. And their tight end, Reggie Gilliam, he had he blocked four of them by himself. Jeez. Yeah. So. I, and he's back. Yeah. Put a body on him. He he's also the uh, like. This guy's a really good tight end, but he won't catch a lot of passes. Big time block. I was about to say that's going to be on the NFL radar because it's. He's got some kind of skill set if he's done that four times. Like, yeah. Look at Josh Allen blocking it against Penn State. Like, that's a huge changing point in the game. You can stop a team from putting points on the board. Now one by three. So, can you can you could you ever tell when a team was trying to run a block, or are you just laser focused on the uprights? You got to be laser focused. Yeah. Okay. You can't ever okay. Because I mean, they're coming every time on the field goal. It's not like a punt where they're just sometimes they're play yeah, safe. Yeah. Occasionally they are, but those middle guys, they're kind of free reign because the field goal formation is so tight and it's really spread out. Right. Everyone's right. just right there. At the yeah, and I I wonder too if it was like a if those instances were him coming from the edge and they were just really good at getting the like wingbacks to on their heels or what? But that is a crazy stat. So you know they're going to be aggressive on special teams if nothing else. Yeah. So he's like, this is before you were here, Austin, and they got on how old you were. I'm trying to look it up. Do you remember Lionel DeWalt? Yeah. He uh, seemed to block everything. I'm trying to find an exact number on it. So he 
he went to Warren Central, I believe, and he has like the most iconic dunk in Sweet 16 history, like a tip slam where he just murdered somebody. They thought he was going to play two sports at Kentucky. Uh, couldn't quite get a grasp on it, and it, but he could block the hell out of some kids. Really good at blocking kids. I feel like I found it, and then I popped it. Damn it. Okay, well, I'll have it in a second. But Stupid ads. Either way, that, it had to get you fired up whenever. Like, because I, I know Bradley Del Pivoto. He was an aggressive oh, special Bradley team. Bradley Del Pivoto. He's, he's great. He's just, he, <laughs> he, he wakes up and kisses excellence. That's what, <laughs> that was his line. He's always to really good. blocks seven kicks. Seven? seven? Jesus. It's <laughs> a lot of kicks. It's so many. Yeah. The fact that Josh Allen blocked a kick two in the bowl game last year is the most Josh Allen thing ever. And did you watch him play last week? Yeah. Yes. Insane. Jesus Christ. You know, people passed around the highlights of him. He didn't have a sack. He had tackles for loss. There were ten more plays where he was at the quarterback and maybe, you know, forced him towards another guy who got the sack. Like, if you just look at the box score, I didn't tell third of the story. Oh, yeah. He lived in that backfield. It was like the Mississippi State game last year where – he was making Nick Fitzgerald uncomfortable the entire night. Yes, but I but think he didn't get roasted with sack. Yeah, I think later. exactly. Yeah, and that's the kind of. Did you? I knew that he was going to be a good pro, Austin, but I expected it to take longer. I didn't expect to see him being Josh Allen right away. Well, I kind of thought about it last podcast, and I was like, "Well, we are going to lose Josh Allen." I, don't think you can put like a price tag on how valuable he really was because of how clutch he was. Mm-hmm. He could literally just take over the game. Right. And so that that worries me a little bit because yeah, our D line is experienced, but we don't have any. We don't have another Josh Allen, at least not no, yet. No, no, we don't. There was What's that just walked in? Some that? some giant CJ Conrad cutouts. Yeah, I don't know why they're here. Donated them. I got about uh, 50 see? of those in my house. <laughs> <laughs> did you see Ryan Fitzpatrick's quote? No. Long-time NFL veteran quarterback, Ryan Fitzpatrick. He went to Harvard. He's smart. Yes. He's been in the league at least close to a decade. Yeah. He said, I've been in this league a long time, and I've never seen anything like Josh Allen. That's a good quote. That picture of him staring at Ryan Fitzpatrick, yeah. oh, my God, that is terrifying. It was only preseason. So. <laughs> no. They're oh going to be a God. team to he watch. He was doing it without their big veterans, Class Campbell. I mean, they have some pro bowlers that he'll be – that will be distracting to open up for him. Well, Did you the, see the video of Clay's Campbell yes. standing next to him? He is the biggest human being in the world. He's a 6'8 defensive end. I couldn't believe he it. He makes Josh Allen look tiny. Sorry, what were you going to say? I don't, I don't even remember what I was going to say. Cause, cause speaking of, yeah, there's a bunch of like tall D linemen. You were talking about, what's his name? Campbell. Uh, Calvin, Calvin Taylor. He Calvin is Taylor. And you're like, well, he's pretty big. And then I'm watching NFL preseason. I'm like, they all got a guy that's that big. Which is very... <laughs> I guess now that they're better athletes, the lengthy offensive linemen can use their length through their defensive line, excuse me, can use their length through their advantage, when traditionally you want to do to just get up underneath the offensive line, take up some space. Um, but speaking of all of this, this ties in a great segue here. Toledo named Mitchell Guandino? Yeah, I don't know how to say that. Mitchell Guad- Guadagni. Guadagni. Very, it's Italian for fragile. Uh, Mitchell Fragile is their starting quarterback, and he's a dual threat guy. So he had the highest pass efficiency in the MAC last year. Yes, yes. He also got hurt in the six games. Yes. So Drew, remember like before Mark Stoops got here, 
and we'd be like, oh no, they got a running quarterback. Are you still, does that mind, does that thought still go through your mind? No, it's changed because we now have the athletes and the talent to handle that. It used to be the case one of those guys would come in and I'd be like, well, let's just go get in the car and head home because this guy's just not going to be stopped. It didn't matter if I'd never even heard of the person. If he could scramble, the game was over. And he was typically like a backup too that would come in. Yes. And start oh, the second string quarterback was a big problem in the game program <laughs> for a long time, even before Steve. Freaking college. We made, we made a lot of second string quarterback <laughs> starters. Yeah, of course. <laughs> but now, especially with the linebackers, we I'm kind of with you now. The, the big thing that this defense is on, they've gotten a lot of preseason praise. They cannot try to do too much against this guy. If they try to do too much, he'll just cut back. Yeah, they, they have to remain disciplined in their run lanes. But, like, I mean, am I really worried that, like, he's going to get past Bucky Watson or Josh Pascal? Like, I, I think this guy. Uh, and Cash Daniel is going to want to rip his head off. Oh, yeah, that's a fact. <laughs> and this guy isn't. I mean, he, he's a he's a guy who gets labeled as dual threat, but he was averaging like I don't know twenty yard, no, sixty rushing yards a game last year. But a lot of it's dancing around and then just kind of breaking free against bad Mac. Yeah, against the Mac. Yeah. So stay disciplined, and uh, I'm with you, Drew. I I quit the worrying stigma about running quarterbacks when like Felipe Edwards last year. Maybe even years prior, but like Nick Fitzgerald was a dude who, in years previous, like he was just going to be bringing the power on and mowing dudes down, and he had to throw it the whole game because they couldn't do any of that stuff. So I'm, I'm not too terribly worried about this running quarterback. Not one thing. Me either. But as you said, like that's the hardest part about the first game is just getting disciplined because everyone knows in the back of their mind they're supposed to beat this team by 30 points, but you don't start out up 30 points. Right. So you could get excited and antsy and forget your fundamentals. Exactly. Trying to make a big play and caught up in it. Exactly. You don't, and that's what sometimes it's hurt us in the past against these smaller schools is that we want to already be up 30 and show everyone what we got, but you just got to put your head down and stick to it. What you got to do to get the first yeah. six, seven points yeah. and then go from there. Right. Oh, uh, yeah, sure. Well, and it's, it's almost like the, uh, well, the Southern Miss game a few years ago when they did get up 30 points or whatever. Yeah. Um, But that Southern Miss game, though, Austin, that was a, we got up 30 points, now we can rest on our laurels kind of deal. We don't have to stick to the fundamentals. And at, that, that was what Stoops talked about on uh, his press conference Monday, was about, like, we got a lot of guys who were playing for the first time, you know, especially in the secondary, where they played a little bit, but they haven't gotten their first dose of game action. They're going to be really fired up, and they need to hit somebody to kind of get those those jitters out of the way. Perfect. We got we got Drew back. Yeah, we got Drew. What did he want? He just stared at us. And those listening, guys walked up and stood here and stared at us while we have... I mean, to be fair... We have headsets on. We're clearly doing something. I'm glad you fielded that, though. Oh, yeah. I was just going to... I was talking, and I completely forgot what I was talking about. I was nervous. And to be fair, this is it's like three o'clock in the afternoon, and I don't know where anybody is that works here. Oh, they're, they're on in the back. You can actually see them all. Oh, he's got the KSR shirt on. Big fan of the program. Big fan of the program. the pause for application. We should also thank our sponsor. I'm throwing in a sponsor. I don't think we have one. Oh yeah. What's your name? Jason. Jason. 
Jason's here in a Bob Ross shirt. Yes. Oh, yeah. Uh, he's, he's watching us. He's our one fan here watching. This podcast is brought to you by Jason and the Bob Ross. Jason from Bob yeah. Ross. Yeah. R.I.P. Bob Ross. You have a question? We'll take questions. Should I lay the 12 points? Ooh, that's... Jason asked great, if he should lay the 12 points. Great question. I am not a fan of betting Kentucky against MAC teams. Yeah. Jason, I'm going to stay away. I would encourage you to do the I same. I usually stay away from UK games yeah. See, yeah. See, that's, that's, that's the problem. Is Jason's right. Is if you're typically biased in UK games, I don't think you can be biased when laying down a fortune on the over six and a half. Like that's the this is the surest bet in the history of American football ever since the six line. Was it was it five and a half last year? I think it was only five and a half last year. That was stupid. But yes, I think that is okay to be biased about the win total. But I, I don't I don't like betting Kentucky, especially against nine scores. The one, I got I got. I got I got a little bit froggy last year. I think against Bandy. It was right after the bye week, and I forgot that bye week. Something about that bye week, Austin. That uh, everybody kind of chills out a little bit. Well, you know, it's it's your off week. Take a little vacation time. All that adrenaline's gone. Your soreness kind of seeps in a little bit. Oh, and then you got to go play. Would you Would you go home for bye weeks? I did not. I did not. And I don't think bye weeks affect the kicker like they do. Like offensive <laughs> line, these yeah. bodies have been getting. I don't know. About the ice, in the ice bath all weekend long. Well, oh, I am in the ice bath. I live in the ice bath, but for different reasons than they're in the ice bath. <laughs> I was going to ask uh, Jason for his last name, but oh, he threw it out there. I was going to say he's having an looks like an LIT. At it's only <laughs> they're only two dollar LIT, so like okay. you, I yeah, mean, I didn't might as well t- take advantage of the deal. Which, by the way, if you're listening okay. to now, we're having anniversary deals at KS Bar all week that are pretty awesome. You can find them online at KS Bar on Twitter, you can take Sports Radio. But there's some very good deals out there. Tomorrow, In- I know what we put into our wings because no, they're a higher grade than uh, places that might be nearby. Dude, who approved I, of this? I, I think we're just giving away money. Seriously. But 50 cent what? wings. Who? That Wednesday is. Night, I would take advantage of that. I'm going to get some $2 tacos after this because our tacos are bomb.com. Um, but if you actually would like to sponsor this, KSR ads at KentuckySportsRadio.com. Send an email to us. And our numbers are huge. They actually are. They, Jason is going to get his money's worth. Yeah, he really is getting his money's worth. Yes. It's now, a I'm not fantastic opportunity. The, the 10 millions, but I'm not saying they're not either. By the end of the year, it might be close. Yeah, it really will. We also didn't mention Charles not being here. Yeah, because he just abandoned us this week. He yeah. ran out of khaki pants and then show up. The, the water in Louisville got to him. Yeah. yeah. Um, Sorry. And he's and he's distant this weekend too. Ooh, I'm gonna go to Chicago on a bachelor party. Yeah, Austin feels better team chemistry without him. I know. Maybe he was kind of a locker room. He was course. holding us down. Maybe yeah. so. A him and the guy. I think it's the suit. The suit just really draws <laughs> it us. It's you know, it's like this is a fun time for everyone and then the suit. Yeah. We'll just tell him no more suits. Okay. He's got to change it and okay. call it. Yeah, out. get the hell out of here, Charles. Um, but yeah, so if you want to advertise KSR at KentuckySportsRadio.com, a lot of different podcasting opportunities uh, to go and help your business promote health because we will. If there's one thing we will do, we will sell we your product. Oversell. We will oversell it to death. Maybe even wear your t-shirts. Oh, we, we tell you what you're going to get to make sure we hit the bare minimum. Oh, but we're but going we way overboard. To, to overpromote. Yes. Big, big fan of our sponsor. Yes. All right, back to Toledo. Yeah, okay, back, back to, to Toledo. Doing a little reading over here. Okay, okay. a little light reading from the game so notes. Toledo had the number one recruiting class in the MAC, so things are looking up for that program. They, Am I right? They are. They, are uh, also they were picked to win the, the MAC West. Yes. So their confidence is going to be high, mm-hmm. and they basically have a free shot at 
Kentucky Wildcats are the field because no one really expects them to win. Exactly. Right. So they can play free. They they also have a fun little stat about, I think it's their, they have like one of the best records. Yes, they, they're they tied for 12th with the most wins in FBS since 2014. And mind you, the names on that list are Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, <laughs> yeah. Oklahoma, There's Georgia. There's some really good teams on that list, and Toledo's in that They play a lot of winning football. Um, now, they don't play a lot of defense, good for Kentucky's offense, but Kentucky's offense, or excuse me, Kentucky's defense is going to have to go against a familiar face, one that they face on the scout team a few years back, and that is one Bryant Kobach, who... And he man. How many yards did he have this freshman season? 917. He was just shy of 1,000. Um, and there was a lot of... He, he didn't leave, I wouldn't say on the best of terms, but I wanted to clear the air on Brock Kobach because I think that there is some, uh, I think that there's a little bit of misinformation out there because of the way they went about it. In the Kobach camp, they did it the right way for him to get eligible to play right away because he should have uh, sat out last year. Instead, he got a transfer waiver to play right away, and they didn't block his transfer. And so, so here's what happened. Story, news comes out. Brock Kobach to transfer. He wants to go closer to home and play in the back. But Mark Stoops, evil Mark Stoops, is blocking the transfer. Bum, bum, bum. And then everybody who does anything to do with Kentucky football writes there, Mark Stoops should let Brock Kobach transfer. It's not right. He should be able to go home to his home. Well, those articles were written before Mark Stoops knew that Brian Kobach was transferring. Those were the, the, the rules for transferring. He basically asked for the paperwork, and the paperwork says you can't go anywhere where we play in the next four years. And that's just the baseline rule. So what the Kobach camp did is they leaked it out before Stoops even had a chance to think about it so that the media could force Stoops' hand to say, you need to do this, Mark. This is bad. Why would you ever block a transfer? When really, that's just protocol. That's like every other basic protocol that they have in Kentucky football. And Stoops, he even, he had to release a statement that day. It was like four hours later. Since I've been in Kentucky, our policy has been that we will not approve a transfer to an SEC school or future non-conference opponent. Until this afternoon, Bryant had never talked to me personally to ask me to change that policy. Following a discussion, I've decided to allow him to transfer to Toledo or Eastern Michigan or wherever he chooses. We wish Bryant and his family the best. The thing is, it's two years past and people, like, they completely forget that. And so they think there's some sort of, if anything, I think there would be ill will from Kentucky side. Because they kind of got hosed on this one. I'm Team Stoops on this one. I'm Team Stoops on all matters. I agree. But since the NCAA has changed the rule now, so there's no bans on the player where they can go. Is that correct? I think that the transfer rules change so much that, like, I, I because I think the SEC just recently said you can transfer wherever, which is why Kelvin Joseph's come to campus. Um, but just go back. He's gonna be good. He's gonna be really fast. And I, I, I think I certainly think he's gonna want to show up for his big team, his, his former team, and say, "Hey, you should have played me instead of Benny Snell." And then they're gonna laugh and then give up like one or two big plays. They're gonna laugh. He'll yes. have a big game. I don't think he's gonna go out and win the game, but he'll put up good numbers. Yeah, and I, and I think especially. UK secondary, they're liable to give up big plays in the run and the pass. Because if you get to that second level, they've got to take the right angles, pursuit angles. And Kobach's fast too. He's a good athlete, uh, and he's going to put up some numbers. 
But outside of that, I'm, I'm pretty confident that Kentucky is going to be able to contain the Rockets. I am too. I think it might be a little closer than we want it, but never in jeopardy, if that makes sense. We're never going to think, oh my goodness, we're going to lose. But uh, it could also not be the blowout people. And that, that closeness too, Drew, I think is just going to be a byproduct of first game slot. Yeah. Like stupid That's penalty, awesome. you know, maybe we get a Stenberg penalty, you know, where you popping somebody uh, like. We're getting some Stenberg penalties this year. Yeah. Maybe yeah. not week one, but we'll, we'll have our share. Yeah, they, they will definitely happen. But uh, Can we give a shout out to KSR super fan Ronnie who just walked in? Oh, hey, Ronnie. Ronnie, Ronnie's into the menu, but we got to give Ronnie a shout out. And Heck it's your yeah. birthday? Happy birthday, Ronnie. Happy birthday. <laughs> Woo! Ronnie is the man. He walks in. Didn't even know we'd be having a birthday party today, and here he is. Yeah, having a birthday party for Ronnie. Ronnie, what's your, what's your Twitter? Everyone listening, go tweet Ronnie Lee 300 and tell him happy birthday. Happy birthday at Ronnie Lee 300. That's fantastic. Glad you're here celebrating with us, Ronnie. I know you got to We didn't we, know you were going to be here. It was destiny. It, it, was, it was certainly destiny. we got to get back to talking football. Yes, we will Happy talk. Happy birthday. Can I just say, too, that I've, I've got, I'm cooking up a big idea for our pre quarter football podcast. Cooking up something. I've got, I've got a big idea. Cooking up some I've got to approve it through our podcast producer, um, but I, I, I think I've got it. I thought you were our podcast oh. producer. I have a good uh, Bradley Dale people story. Oh, flip flop. What's flip flop? So, back in the Bradleydale Pivotal days, leading up to the Florida game, he took us out to the Red Mile. And there we experienced Gator Head. We ate some Gator. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we uh, dabbled in a few other, you know, whatever, fine foods. Yes. And we got out of there. But he set the tone. We were eating Gator. So, I love that it was I at like the Red Mile, too. The Red Mile, that's, oh, a, that's, a, that's, that's a, a place. We basically keep, you know, the there's a chef at Red Mile, or I don't know what he does, he caters at Red Mile. He, when he works there, he's a chef that's just she, always at Red Mile. I don't know the specifics <laughs> for this guy, okay? He's, he's the Gordon Ramsay of Kentucky, I'll tell you that Okay, much. good to know. And, you know, he comes and cooks for the football team, does all okay. these big gro- he's He stoops his guy like this. Okay. Gotcha. You know, if we're going to have a fancy meal, this guy's cooking. He's gotcha. in charge. Good to know. I don't know where I was going with that, but just know no, that. No, I like cool. knowing that your special teams coach took you out to eat Gator Head. Yes. Right before Bradley right Dale Pivotal. That's a great. And, and we're I, pro Red Mile. Reach out to Bradley Dale Pivotal on Twitter and tell him what's up. Tell him UK <laughs> still loves him. And to Red Mile. Didn't he get Didn't he get me Depends your definition, Colonel. Right, right, so uh, back to Toledo. Yeah, so okay. Toledo. I'm seeing the stat really stands out to me. They were ranked. They were ranked 17th nationally in um, defensive touchdowns. Really? So they, they they were very opportunistic when turnovers presented themselves. Yeah, and you know those are things that can be game changing plays or you know keeping within a game. And uh, I know people like to throw hate at Terry, so it seems like he's gonna have a little test. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm not gonna lie, guys. I'm most excited to just see AJ Rose run all over these fools. Or I throw over like. Yes, that would be cool too. But I, I have a feeling that they're AJ is going to get a big run, then they're going to stack the box, and then we're going to pop them on play action. That's one thing that Green didn't do a lot last year, which didn't make much sense to me. I guess he didn't really trust uh, the combination of EJ Price and the true freshman uh, Darian Kennard at left tackle. But like, they didn't run a lot of play action last year, and I feel like that could have been Terry's bread and butter with that kind of rushing attack um, behind him. 
that's something that, especially with tight ends, you can just find them across the middle, easy 12 yard. Or let it rip down the Lynn Bowden in the middle of the field. How, how happy would you be if this first play, Grand just pulls out the old-fashioned Bobby Petrino first play where we're going to play action and just throw it 60 yards down the field and see I'm what happens? It. I don't know if it would work, but I think they're going to take a shot right away. Oh, man. I'd love, how awesome was it? Especially he's going to want to after all the criticism you got for not opening things up a little bit. Oh, yeah. He's going to say, oh, you want me to open it up? Watch this. I mean, go back to the, the first play at New Commonwealth Stadium whenever the clock broke, and as soon as they got the clock fixed, fixed boom, went 75 yards for a touchdown. That was a great moment. That's pretty awesome. Uh, if AJ has a big day, uh, my, my past events last weekend, uh, I'm proposed and whatnot, I have this gigantic bag of rose petals that they they gave me to, to do with the castle. And I told them, I was like, that's a, that's a little much. They wanted to do like half. And I'm like, oh. Okay, well here you can just have the bag. So I have these rose petals with nothing to do with them. Should I hand them out and give it to someone in the end zone and maybe have them throw them? Student section. Yeah. Yeah, great I'm idea. You, it's a gigantic bag and I don't know what to do with it. That's a great idea, Drew Franklin. I'll smuggle that so in and get that in student. If you're a student. We need AJ to score on that side. Yeah, and then just cover him, shower him with rose petals. He's got to stand there yeah. like this. And then maybe we start a tradition. And I, I know it's probably frowned upon to throw things onto the field, and so I'm no, not in, that's part of the encouraging that. I don't that. the Kroger field But I, I do think like that bringing fake roses to the student section should, would be a wise idea. Or Kroger, they sell roses, set up a little shop for people sitting there and have them buy them. Another great idea from the thinker. Man, we are just full of great ideas. I don't know why UK marketing hasn't hired me yet. My goodness. I guess because I'm just doing their work for free. You're going to be the, yeah, that's probably why. You're going to be the next inside hire. Let's not forget the brains behind the Josh Allen band in the draft. Yeah, first they get TJ Bosner, then Curtis Birch. Thank you from that one. Now they're going to get Drew Franklin. I'm worried. We might lose a podcast. I will never leave this podcast. We appreciate Cold dead body. How, how pumped is Vince Marrow to get a crack at his old school? Do you think he's going to be like talking trash on the sidelines, or is he just? Gonna I think he's going to be respectful. Toledo means a lot to him. They still recruit that area. I think he's excited to play them, but it's it's all love. Okay, kind of like whenever UK basketball will play like Dwayne Peavy's old school. Yeah. Be like, was it Montevallo? Montevallo. Yeah. We played uh, Coach Cal's old school a couple years ago. Clarion. Yeah, it's more of a respect and a good to see you than I'm going to kick yeah. the teeth in. I mean, he's going to want to kick the teeth oh, in because he wants to be good, yeah. but in a tasteful way. If they were a Power 5 school, I might think different, but yeah. you can't shoot down like that. No. That's and the true. position that we're in. That's and very especially, true. I mean, they, they're in Toledo still all the time. We have a couple of Toledo constantly recruiting that area. Freshman they're Kayvon not going to do anything to piss off the good people of Toledo. Mm-hmm. Uh, Phil Hoskins, which his, his two-game suspension – is noteworthy, but it's kind of like, oh, we're missing for the max schools. You know, there's plenty of defense along the rotating. But I do feel bad for Phil. Toledo's his hometown. Yeah, he See? probably was really looking forward to this first game. Yeah. yeah, but to come back for that Florida game, I'm telling you guys, that game. I mean, everyone already knows it. I talked about it last week, but that's going to be epic. We're both going to be sitting at two and zero, literally prime time. Officially a at sellout. Home. Yeah, that was always going to be a sellout. Yeah. yeah. And that place is going to be rocking. Absolutely. They're, right. Yeah, they're not the they're the Florida Gators, but they're not they're they're down. They're not Georgia. I going into the year thought people were being a little high on Florida, and 
Felipe Franks just showed me that that's I had the right mindset. That guy's not taking them anywhere. That guy's I mean, not going to beat Kentucky, but how funny! Not elite within a quarterback. How funny was it when he said, "I do this," Hello. and uh, it was he scores a touchdown, and says, "I do this," and then he goes and throws like a terrible interception. And then he kind of was that was he trying to have a Tebow moment after the game where he apologized when he scored fifty, and then he promised they're going to score fifty in every game. It was very. I'll take the bet that they don't score fifty all year. It was very, very odd. Um, I, I didn't understand the. Just, he's just a weird dude, and his, his face is weird. I just don't <laughs> like him. There's just something about his face. Are you talking about Felipe? Yes. Yeah. I mean, no, just talk, think, look at what he did on the sidelines the whole game. He's just chirping to every fan, chirping to the cameras. It's just he's so. No one really likes a chirper unless yeah. they're like uh, absolutely yeah. the best player on the team. Yeah, Benny was a chirper, but he's backing it up. Yes. Benny Franks, you are not backing anything up. No, you're just sucked. Full of suck. I will say there are tickets still available for Toledo and Eastern Michigan. And folks, there's a deal that's really awesome. You can find it at UK Athletics dot com slash tailgate and ticket I'll, I'll probably put it on the website later too just to remind people but ukathletics.com slash tailgate and ticket you can get an all you can eat barbecue meal and a lower level ticket to the Toledo game or to the Eastern Michigan game for 40 bucks 40 bucks to sit in the lower bowl and then get fed before Alright, we're definitely going to need to check from UK. I mean, we're selling tickets, we're giving them ideas. I mean, this is just incredible. Uh, UK, KSR ads at KentuckySportsRadio.com. Uh, but just keep that in mind, because it's it's going to be a nice day. It might get a little toasty, because it is a noon kickoff, but there's nothing like being there for that first home game of the year. And I I just, I'm, I'm so excited. I think me, all the fans, and just everyone associated with the team can hope for a lot of running the ball. If we're up, let's hope that we're just running out that clock because everyone wants to get home, get watch, to watch the other the, games, the, the, the better sleeted games on the schedule. So every, all the players are going to hate a noon kickoff, but you love a noon kickoff once it's over. Oh yeah. Or they might want it being the first game of the year, so they have to wait, you know, even all longer. Day. Like let's just get to it. Do you have a favorite kickoff time, Austin? Yeah, I think I like a nighttime game. I really do. I just think the atmosphere. Is the best at a nighttime game. We've had some days like 3:30 kickoffs, but it's so hot at 3:30. Like you start and smack down. Some people don't like night games because you just sit around in a hotel all day. Right. And you really wait before. Yeah, for someone, someone like Cash, all you want to do is just get out there and start hitting people. I bet he has problems Saturday at noon when it's a seven kickoff. Yeah. He's probably just throwing things around the hotel. Well, like, when you brush your teeth with the Red Bull, <laughs> <laughs> you probably don't want to wait around all day in the hotel. Uh, I completely lost my train of thought. But. That's all right. We're all getting excited. As a fan, I like the night games for the same reasons. But this first one, Ooh. I want to wake up yeah. and I want to go. I, I, I want to experience it, and then I want to get home and watch the rest of the games because we have Auburn and Oregon that day. Some good college football happening. Uh, I believe there's college football Sunday night, and then Notre Dame is going to take the Cardinal bird with teeth and remove every single one of its teeth and beat the dirty dog crap out of them. And even before all that, Thursday night, I think there's something like 12 or 16 football games. Yeah. There's a stupid amount of Thursday night football. And folks, I'm just here to tell you, Thursday night's my favorite. 
play a little cards, drink some beverages. Well, we don't have to work. We need to keep up. <laughs> exactly. We need to watch it all. We have like two TVs going. Uh, NFL, it hasn't started yet, but there's typically like an average NFL game on. And uh, they got they got a pretty good uh, broadcast crew for ESPN. They got McAfee and Tim Hasselbeck. That'll be good. They Sorry? got Pat McAfee doing Thursday night games. They got Pat McAfee oh, doing Thursday night games. Because he, he's a great carnival barker, great hype. Exactly. He adds some energy. He's yeah. not afraid to get loose and say some things. Might, might say not. some. Not out of bounds, but he's for the brand. He man. knows the line, and he'll he'll get up on that line. Yeah, how how he'll, he'll walk on the line, tee to the line, do jumping jacks on the line. How happy are you that you do have? Like he's your representative for specialists. You know that that makes me proud because I think specialists get labeled in a certain way, especially like a high school specialist is not the same as a D one specialist. It's right. Not the same as an NFL specialist. Like people get joked on. Like for example. Carly Lloyd comes out, hits a 55-yard field goal. Mm-hmm. You know, there's reports, so she's getting calls from NFL teams, and it's like, kind of, you know, like, it doesn't make you feel the best about being a kicker. Like, oh, well, she did it for one day. But, you know, she's five yards away, so she's doing, like, a kickoff run. Up to the yeah, yeah. A lot of intricacies, so to have someone like Pat, who, you know, he's starting to post stuff, he's getting, this is a huge deal for him to be able to post Thursday night football. First special teamer ever to be the, the color guy on he's, broadcast? He's leading the pack. You know, I'd like yeah. to have a nice, you know, 10, 15 year career in the NFL and do the same thing he's doing. We also have. This a, is a good training ground. Yeah. Jay Feely. Who, why, why does everybody hate him? I, don't, I, don't I feel know. like most people don't like him because he's kind I of think, a tour. I think what you're talking about is something came out. There was like a prom picture with his daughter and, oh. and he had a gun. Oh, yeah, so yeah, no yeah. one really does, no, there's yeah, no reason people, people like that. Really <laughs> he's not a twerp either. He's like a stout dude, so. But I know uh, you're a tall guy. Pretty, pretty soon. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you, aren't you in a draft too pretty soon? Yeah, yeah. When is NFL draft? Did, can we, do you have plans for draft party? Can we like sit in your living room like they do for the NFL? Yeah, and have if we you record it, I'll make a vlog out of it. Yeah, have you made arrangements? No, because I don't even know like when the specific day is going to be. I know, I, I <laughs> Googled it. I, I'm pretty good at Google. I have scoured the internet looking for a date, and I don't think they have one. No, because what they're waiting on is all these NFL players yeah, are going to be released. It says it'll be soon after the cuts, which is Tuesday, uh, next I think, say that's coming Tuesday. Up I think they don't want to put a hard date on it because basically what's going to happen is if you do sign to the XFL, you're not going to be eligible for the NFL that season. Uh, so there's going to be definitely. some guys teetering on whether to do it because they might get called up mid-season or whatever. Right. So I think they just gave themselves time to get the personnel and everyone. Because like yeah. I said, right now they don't even know he's going to get cut. So they just want to give themselves some lead time. Lead I hope you end up on Andrew Luck's team. You all by far be my favorite. <laughs> you know what I've been thinking about though? I'm like, how are they going to do this? Like, the same as the NFL draft and the kickers are all eight of us. It's only eight teams. It's going to be the last pick. So, like, are they going to go by positions? Because they're going to do quarterbacks, they've said, before the draft with the starts. Like, do like a quarterback kind quarterback. of thing. Oh, you're saying it might be like a quarterback round and there's a running back round? Or? See, I don't know. That would make me feel better. It's <laughs> like, you think you with the green room? You know, I think so. I got, I got my hopes high that I'm going to shake the commissioner's hand, um, put on some, you know, some pregame posters and stuff. <laughs> it's um, your I life. I'm not going to tell you what to do on draft night. But if there's an opportunity to stage like a Brett Favre old school draft party where we sit around and, and have like a land on, like you're in the middle of the couch on the phone and we're all cheering and crying, 
we're, we're in. Yeah, uh, count me in. I won't even get one of those old school like tearaway jerseys. I like that. Like with the, the midriff showing. Yeah. And I um, think the thing is, you have to jump in a pool after or something. But I don't have a pool, so we'll figure that out. We we we'll can. Figure that we'll out. just pour water. Yeah. 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 We got young Einstein. Yeah, he's got all the ideas. Um, we do got some questions from the crowd that I would love to answer. Like from Chris, who said, whatever happened to J.B. Ante Richardson? And uh, people remember he committed to UK, but he never came to campus. And when that happens to the Juco... No, he came to campus. I met him. Again? Media day. He came back? Oh, no, I just moved the first time. Oh, yeah, yeah. He was definitely at a media day. Yeah, and then he left, went to Juco. He was going to come back after he got his grades right, but I, I just am assuming that never happened. So that happens. Yeah, I, I, I don't know his future, but I think we can probably give up on him. Yep, I think it's go ahead and be safe to run him off. Um, Cole, ooh, he's taking some assumptions with this. He, he's, he says, please have a McGinnis set the record straight that Bama does offer scholarships to kickers. Austin, are you going to set the record straight? Yes, Alabama does have a new kicker that is a scholarship kicker, and he will probably be one of the best kickers in the nation. So I think that he's like one of their first that they've offered. He no, no, no. They've had guys in the past. They've just missed. They've always gone for like a, the big leg guy, but instead of the money man. Instead of yeah, the money man is going to get them three points. It hasn't even mattered to yeah. them. So. Yeah, they're about forty. Cole also wondered if Saban ever talked to you about kicking. No, because they scholarship the guy in 2012. I graduated in 2013, so they don't No, no, not going to look for a few so years. I didn't even go to their camp. Jared has a two-part for us. Who could build the best sandcastle, and who could destroy the most sandcastles in two minutes? And I think we're talking about Kentucky football team. I'm going to say the best builder is Drew Schlegel because he's a man of many odd talents. Uh, he's the guy with the mullet who is he's just a, he's, a, he's a character. He cut the mullet. He cut it? Well, he had it for at least the he team. He said picture. he's going to grow it back out. He cut it for his girlfriend's birthday, maybe? Not a good reason. Yes, not a good he reason. He said by game one it should be back. I mean, he's saying that he had normal length hair. And I'm looking at it like, how are you going to pull it off? <laughs> but I'm not going to doubt it. He's got a lot of, of talents. He's got a lot of talents. Maybe he'll have full head of hair on him on Saturday. If you just sit and focus really hard on your hair getting longer, I wouldn't put it past I'm pretty sure Cash would destroy the most same passes, correct? Yeah. Like, just in No, a, I disagree. He would take too long on each one. Like, doing <laughs> moves. Overkill. Like, yeah. He would go way over the top. Just make flying elbow drops and, and stuff. He would, he would smash two beers together after he demolished one. So, so every I'm eliminating cash. I think. We need somebody quick. Mine would easily have been Jordan Jones back Jordan in the Jones oh, yeah. for this year. But he would have uh, messed up the whole beach. Yeah, <laughs> like the Tasmanian Devil. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think question. I think Bully McCall, he has the punch, but I don't know if he's two minutes. Two minutes is way too long for Bully. Well, I, mean, I think you need to look at a linebacker with a good pass rush who can just swim, swim move all these uh, castles Ooh. and keep moving. So Boogie. Boogie Watson. I'm going to go quick. with the smaller guy there because I feel like Quickness and agility. You're insane. In yeah. How far away are but, you? But he, here's the thing, Boogie. People forget he's a tap dancer, so he's got really light feet. I think he I can think get Boogie's to the sand quickly. Play. I can support that. So we're gonna okay. Let's let's go with Boogie with the swim moves and the, and the fast. Feet. But you're, you're right though in that it does need to be a, a little quick guy. Maybe even tiny little Akeem Harris. He's from Florida. He could have been a nice wild card candidate. That's true. Uh, my builder. I know you went with uh, Schlegel. Schlegel. 
I'm going with Drake Jackson. He's a good foundation, that offensive line. He'll have built a good foundation on his castle. Oh, man. Uh, he's a great leader. That's People a good listen to him. He could delegate. Yeah. Yeah. You would have some amazing castles from Drake Jackson. He's from uh, Woodford County. They they have a castle over there. <laughs> oh, you were just in the castle. I was in the castle. Oh man! Speak on that architecture for a second. Uh, cobble listen, is everyone, there? A cobblestone. Everyone should go to the Kentucky Castle and eat there or stay. Is the food good? They got the same guy that they, they got. I sat down with with the missus. I haven't proposed at this point yet, and we're having a private dinner on the balcony first. And they come get our drink order, and they said, your oxtails will be right out. And she goes, why did you order us oxtails? And I said, I have no idea what you're talking about. I don't even know what those are. But minutes later, here came a big plate full of oxtail, and it was the most delicious dish I've ever had in my life. Wait, wait, so this wasn't like a like a bit that they were calling something else an oxtail. It was no. an actual And I don't know if they tail. thought I ordered them, because I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't know what it was until they put it in front of my face. But the food there is spectacular, and I recommend the oxtail. So, I want to know more about what went into the thought process and the planning before all this went down. How many weeks? Like Three how, days. When did you know? Oh, that's when you knew the castle? <laughs> I like, I like yes. that. We that worked sounds, fast. We worked fast. Okay, good. I like good. that. Good what did she think was happening when she's sitting on the balcony at the castle? She knew at that point. Okay, that's what I figured. And then, I don't want to... Does Dr. Mike listen to this podcast? I don't know. I don't want to make Dr. Mike a photographer feel bad, but he... He heard through the grapevine this was going down. I didn't ask him because it's Friday night, but he said, I got to be there for you. I'm taking pictures. And I gave him specific instructions. At dinner, he was supposed to dress up like the <laughs> jackal. At dinner, he walked through the wrong door and made direct eye contact with her. And then instead of playing it cool, like, oh, what are you all doing here? He ducked behind something. And it was very clear she saw him. So at that point, oh, I mean, she already knew, but that didn't help. I don't right, want to make her right. feel bad. We played off like she didn't. No, and he definitely took, saw him. He took great said pictures too. Awkward duck was the top of He just got behind a plant and said, <laughs> "Austin, did you do anything fancy for your proposal?" No, I didn't. I think, I think, oh, I just did it at our place because that's for me and my relationship. Kind of like Drew was speaking on. I didn't want to do it in front of a bunch of other people. Yeah. I think everyone goes about it their own ways. My wife's very anti, like, people and attention. So it was the same with me. Now, she did, I, I was considering doing it at, uh, in the infield at Oaks or Derby. Okay. But I was terrified that I would get way too inebriated and lose uh, the ring. Yeah, I, I didn't even like driving to the castle with the ring in my car. I, yeah. The moment very I pulled it out of the safe, I was keeping it in, I'm paranoid. So people who, Travel places and fly with it. Infield would be a horrible move. Yeah, I would have lost it. Well, the fact that you made it like past a day, I the same day I got the ring in the mail was the same day I proposed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sitting on this gem. It's beautiful. You see, I wanted to know how much I love her with this beautiful diamond. I sat on mine for over two months. I had wow. not. That's discipline. Mine was a ring for my grandmother that I had for months and my parents kept asking so are you gonna do this or what are you waiting on I'm like just just let me just let me do it at my own pace Jesus well what took me so long is I wanted to ask her dad and he supported me to do it face to face and he lives four hours away yeah, and I can't just sneak off and do that it took me a while I didn't love having it sit around for two months yeah that's that true. makes sense I asked the dad Wayne for like a month in advance so that I could start thinking about when you were how am I going to go yeah. with the rest of the plan? But 
I like I like seeing you and see pictures. They kind of a media star, so you have to have someone photographer. The thing that I like, Dawson, is that now that we've been through it, we know that you're nervous to do it, even though you know she's going to say yes. Yes. Like I was stumbling all over myself, <laughs> like to the point where my stomach was turning over. The the Brooke didn't even know that I was, she, she first caught on when I was like, I ordered a Sprite at a restaurant. I haven't ordered a soda at a restaurant in forever, but my stomach, <laughs> like, sweaty. my stomach was wrecked. I'm like going to the bathroom, giving myself a pep talk. And the thing is, it's like, they're going to say yes. yes. But you I'm still, sure. but you still just sweat it out. And I know that that's what that, Drew was going through. I know this isn't the KSR proposal podcast, but I do have to tell myself. Everything was going smooth. Although I was very awkward at dinner because we got done fashion, I thought, and the sun wasn't really where I wanted it. So after, and then she's like, I have to use the bathroom. I was like, you can't, we gotta sit right here. I'm like, that was weird. She's like, do you want dessert? She's like, no, I'm just stalling. But I get up there, everything's smooth. I said, I winged with the speech and all that. I said something nice. I blacked down and everyone said it. Yeah, nice. yeah. Then I take the knee, I open the box, and I forgot to ask her. <laughs> so I'm staring at her, and she's not saying anything. And I'm like, about to know me uh, on this top of this castle, so I went, Are you thinking about it? And she said, You still have an ass. So I went, Oh, no. So, so I went, oh, yeah. Simpson did. So I went, Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was a very awkward couple of seconds. Oh, That's hilarious. You know what I did to assure the yes? I had a little pair of diamond earrings in there. Oh, man. Just a little cherry on top. Gosh. You know what I'm saying? Like, this isn't necessarily for the marriage, but this is for you. Oh, man. That is a great what idea. What if she had said, really sweet I'll take pie. the earrings, but I need time to make <laughs> Oh, you're done. You're not getting the earrings. <laughs> oh, you're man. done. That could have been, been a disaster. So. Yeah. All right, let's get back to football. That oh, was man. That was, that was a lot of fun. Um, just another, who had the most rushing testing? On the year or in the game? Year. Yeah. Kevin Kevin says it's going to be smoke. I think Rose at the most will get like eight or nine carries. I'm, I bet Rodriguez has more than smoke. Mostly because Rodriguez, you can put him in in short yard situations. Yeah, after what he did, and it was Murray, Murray State right, last year, yeah, where he carried people like 25 yeah, yards, I don't need to see anything else. Yeah, so, I agree. I agree with him. I think he's going to be good. Now, smoke will probably have. Like a couple of crazy runs, but Rose. Yeah, is I go more yards, smoke, more touchdowns, Rodriguez. And then Rose, just overall, he's gonna be the feature back. Yeah, but I could see on a goal line situation, Rose is gassed. It's like Rodriguez, lower your head. Yeah, AJ, AJ gets the big run to get yeah. down like the five, and then just yeah. hand it to the bowling ball. Um, Smoke's gonna be a crowd favorite though, just because simplicity of last name. And I can't wait to say pass to Kavasi. Yeah, it's gonna be great. He doesn't. He doesn't like being called Kavasi. He just likes smoke. Yeah, you're a respectful man. Uh, Austin asks, "Is who's the player for Toledo that we need to be most worried about?" That's Kobe, right? I think it's got to be Kobe. They really don't. Uh, outside of that, they they lost. All. So one of the receivers that actually played for them last year is Lonnie Johnson's cousin. Ah. John Vea Johnson, who. Wait, from Gary, Indiana, too? Yep, Gary, Indiana, okay. and uh, now plays with Cowboys, so Chris Westwood. Chris Westwood. I think he's going to make it. You kind of pay attention to the Cowboys. They gave him a big signing bonus. I was going to say, so. yeah. He got a check that most people in his position don't get. 
Well, I think he had a lot of, for not being drafted, because like when I was at Vikings minicamp, they were asking me about Westfield. Just because he's so unique at 6'4", like, they love that. Yeah. Not to say he's not a good football player on top of that. I don't know that he will, but the fact that they paid him hundred grand, which they don't normally do for an undrafted rookie. Yeah. They also, though, the NFL does not care how much money they gave you when it comes time to make the 53 man roster. That's true, especially the Cowboys, because <laughs> <laughs> they got a pretty big pot of money. Ooh, right maybe they keep Chris Westry, cut Zeke Elliott, say, hey, you're holding out, we're going to keep Chris Westry. How right. about them Cowboys? There we go. <laughs> You have another LIT. For a second, I had a flashback like a little tad. One thing I'm worried about, I do follow my teams closely, but I, I popped my head in a Giants website the other day, yeah. and they're predicting CJ to the practice squad. I thought he played well enough to get some well, They have some, serious they have looks. some depth at yeah, tight end. I didn't like that. They all look the same as CJ. Like. Uh, the, the problem that CJ has too is they just need bodies at receiver. And. He's, you know, so like they would be more willing to to take, you know, go sign somebody else. And well, that's keep good to be on the practice squad. It's like Jeff Bidette is going to be on the practice squad at Minnesota. Yeah. But I just feel like if you were with another organization, you might be on the real roster. They just have a couple too many options there. Yeah, we're nice to the Giants right now though, because they've been good to our buddy Jerry. Oh, very nice to the Giants. So we can't we can't go tell them to stick with first class organization. I'll give it to them. I was never anti Eli. Feel like a lot of people. Kind of laughing to me like jokes. Very, His facial expression never changes. Low He's hanging so boring. Fruit. Yeah. Um, completely team England. Most boring two Super yeah. Bowl winner quarterback. Yeah. Wow. And he would be like very good than very bad. Very, very bizarre kind of player. Um, speaking of play, so here, here's the thing um, Kentucky's playing Toledo on Saturday. They're going to smash the Rockets into oblivion. We're going to be like. Reagan's freaking Star Wars program. Just shooting rockets out of the sky. Crushing Toledo this Saturday at noon at Kroger Field. If you can't make it to KS Bar, if you can't make it to the Crow, you can catch all of the action or do on the SEC Network. Yeah, or do both. Yeah, you can also watch on the SEC Network. Um, I also would like to say that Austin, how much How much of the guests are going to I think going to Are going to cover you know, I'm not going to bet on the game, but I would say that I think we'll cover 12 points. I think it's going to be 38-20. Even though I, I, hate that. Like, I feel like that's the right amount of points-ish. Um, yeah, I don't think that either. That sounds... I mean, I would be Even though they would be covered. I would be happy with it, too. Maybe 31-21 as the non-covering score. But I feel like Kentucky... I'm really excited about where Kentucky is in the trenches against this man. I think in both sides of the ball, it's going to be pretty dominant on the Kentucky side. I think Kentucky will cover, but as we said a little bit earlier, I don't think it enough that I will be participating. Yeah, like, right. if you're just making me a conversation pick a side, I will take UK to cover 12, but I'm not putting my money where my mouth is. Okay. I've seen way too many UK non-conference games that should have been weapons and they well, and this is a winning Toledo team too, so there's a reason that the spread is at 12. Yeah. And so, and this is their biggest game on the schedule is Kentucky. So they've had this circle since off-season workouts, where it's Kentucky's thinking about going to the SEC championship. They're not necessarily circling right. Toledo. And I, I would like to remind our fans when they're watching at home this weekend or at the Croak that it's going to be a sloppy game. 
there's going to be times where they make really dumb mistakes. They're going to give up some big plays. Yes. Do not panic. Yes. No. We repeat, do not panic. And, and if Kentucky only wins by 10, fine. It's, it's a win. Ronnie's prediction. It's birthday. Ronnie, what's the score on the, for the game Saturday? Your prediction. High score. High Thirty-eight. Thirty-eight for Kentucky. Oh, oh wow! That's crazy. That's that's exactly what I predicted, Nick Ronnie. You just said that. You weren't even listening. Wow. We, we get, on the show. Right, is, now I'm betting it. I'm betting the exact score. Thirty-eight, twenty-one, folks. You heard it here first. It, that it's, it's we've spoken into existence. Yeah. I'm also gonna go thirty-eight, twenty-one. Well, we've spoken for quite a while though. Now it's time for yeah. us to go. We got um, topic a lot. But we will be back with much more. Maybe even another guy talking with us next week on the KSR Football Podcast. Thanks for listening. Go Cats. And peep the technique. Bubble sweat the technique.